Hey, Nora. Hello, Dad. What are we talking about this week? We are going to talk about Ukraine. Welcome back to the Nora and Dad Show. I am, as always, Dad, and with me, I have... Nora. What's happening, Nora? Nothing much. All right. Same old, same old. Great show. We'll see everyone next week. I mean, at least in my life, Um, same old, same old. Yeah. Let's close out the mock trial trilogy. Two weeks ago, people, if you have not listened yet, you can go back and listen to Nora explain all about her mock trial experience. Last week, we talked a little bit about her experience in the second round of the competition. Nora, did your team advance to states? Not mine, but one of Lakeridge's teams advanced to states. The green team, which was the team you were on. That's like the freshman newbie team. Yeah, your your journey ended in the second round of the competition. Fair enough. We learned from it. (laughs) Feeling feeling okay about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm upset about it. I kind of... It was expected, and I felt like there wasn't much I could do about it. Like, I did the best I could have, so it's out of my hands now. Out of your hands. So now on to more serious things. How are you feeling about what's going on over in Ukraine? Um, well, I don't think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the collective Obviously. decision. Not like, you know, some people have other opinions, but... I think the majority opinion is that it's not good and should not be happening. Are you concerned? Are you nervous? Um, Are you... Right now, I'm just concerned for the safety of, like, Ukrainian citizens. Just, like, it's not, like, as of right now, of course, it's affecting the U.S., but it's not, like, we're not being attacked. We're not the ones who need to, like, fear for our safety. We need to... Make sure that the other people who are like actively facing war are safe. So I grew up in the like the height of the Cold War. Do you do you know what the Cold War is? I did not get that far in history, but I know it's Russia and us, right? Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> after World War II when Russia took over Eastern Europe and uh, the U.S. along with NATO was controlling is not the right word, but was maintaining peace in Western Europe. And the Cold War was essentially an ongoing war that lasted for 60 or so years between the the U.S. and the Soviet Union, but there were no battles fought. We lived in constant tension and fear of there just being a nuclear war between the two countries and all life on Earth being wiped out with the push of a button. And you have not known any of that. You – you were born in 2006. Russia was a uh, – the Soviet Union was over. Uh, they were ostensibly a democracy, although not really. And you just don't know a time in your life when like Russia was the big bad enemy of the United States. No. And so it's interesting now that all of a sudden like Russia's back in play is this awful evil thing that now we have to worry about with Putin talking about like nuclear weapons and other – things about russia being a democracy they're they're like a fake democracy i think is like the legitimate term for it because i remember learning about this in history beginning of the year like there was some year when he got 102 percent of the votes (laughs) just because all of the votes are fake (laughs) not all of them but i think when the soviet union first broke apart they elected a president 
how free and fair the election was, I'm not sure we'll ever know. And we certainly have our doubts. Clearly, Putin is, while he was, the listeners can't see my air quotes, but while he was certainly elected into his role in the in Russia, it certainly was not what you would call a free and fair election. And I'm encouraged by the fact that we're seeing, I think I saw today, there were something like 6,000 people arrested, I think, in St. Petersburg, which is one of the larger cities in Russia, um, for protesting the war. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraged that the Russian citizens are speaking out against what's going on. I'm not sure if you're a Russian citizen. That's the smartest well, thing to do. I think do. It's, it's not a war between Ukraine and Russia. It's a war between Putin and Ukraine. At least from what I've been seeing on social media, and it's not the most reliable source, but most Russians do not agree with what's going on, or at least the ones who are speaking out about it do not agree. I think that's fair. I think there's maybe some hope that as we continue to squeeze the finances of Russia, the country, and the Russian people suffer as a result. It's unfortunate collateral damage for them, but it is what we need to do to try to bring this to as quick of a resolution as possible with as little bloodshed as possible. Mm -hmm. I know you're very concerned. You said you were concerned about us getting involved. You told me off air that you were concerned about us getting involved militarily because you're worried about World War III starting. My opinion. I have... I have differing – well, I don't know. I, I agree with both sides of that argument. Explain. Okay. Well, for pro having U.S. military, if, like, we go in, there's – like, because we are, like, one of the strongest, if not the strongest military, like, we will be able to go in and help and provide support in that way. But then also the con is that if we do go in and then I'm sure – uh, like Russia's allies will join, and then more and more countries will get involved, which will lead to World War Three. But I think that if we also don't stop, then he's going to continue. What's the word? Like conquering other countries, and won't yeah. stop until we put a stop to it. See, and I am of the opinion that World War Three has already started. And we just don't realize it yet. We don't We don't have the benefit of knowing how these things are going to play out over time until we get to look back through the lens of history and see. And I, I think you're right that if we don't – I don't think he's going to stop with Ukraine. I think he's going to go on to other countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union. He's going to look at Lithuania and Latvia and Estonia and – Romania and Hungary and Poland and other countries. And as of right now, in, all like not all yeah, of ahead. those countries, but a lot of those countries are housing people from Ukraine. And that situation will also get worse if he continues to do that. Correct. The refugee crisis, I mean, they're going to have to go somewhere if they don't want to live under Russian rule. So they will just keep moving west and the refugee crisis will get, yeah, will get significantly uh, worse than it already is. I think Today, we're recording on Sunday, I think so far 120,000 Ukrainians have left Ukraine for bordering countries. And yeah, if he moves into bordering countries and they have nowhere else to go, they're, they're going to – those Ukrainians plus the Latvians or Lithuanians or whoever are going to have to go – are are going to have to go elsewhere. I was, the other um, thing you told me – oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was reading no, this no, article ahead. earlier this morning about this family from Afghanistan that just moved to Ukraine to escape – the situation that was going on there, and then they're currently trying to escape again 
from Ukraine. Oh, they picked the they I picked know. the wrong country. Jeez, I felt very bad for them. Yeah, they should have chosen a better country, and maybe they didn't well, have that a was choice. The only option, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, I mean, we're we're so fortunate here that we haven't known war on our soil since, or at least war from a foreign invader on our soil since the War of eighteen twelve. So we're very, very fortunate. This is the first war in Europe we've had since the, since World War Two, right? And so this is all new for us i don't know i've I've never experienced any other war so i don't really yeah it's well, much no, but i mean there was to... i mean we were fighting over in like afghanistan and fighting over in iraq mm-hmm. and we were fighting over you know so so we had those wars were going on in your lifetime don't really is... think i have the knowledge to be able to comprehend what was going on in those situations oh because you were too young yeah or just didn't have a good grasp on like world history unlike worldly yeah, worldly honors, affairs. Honors, honors history student Nora at 15. Well, I'm, I'm still not that knowledgeable. <laughs> I just think I have a better grasp on it than I would have. Like, if this was happening two years ago, I don't think I would have been as informed about it as I am now. The other thing you told me that I thought was really interesting, and I don't think for what it's worth, even if we got involved in World War III, I don't think we'd ever reinstitute the draft. I, I don't think because I think we have enough people in the military right now to serve. But you said that you think there's what only 30% of people of draft eligible age or would even be able to serve because of it's our, mostly our mental, mental health, health issues. Yeah. That is, uh, well, insane is not the right word under the circumstances, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, Awful to think that that many people. I mean, you're still a little too young for the draft, but people kind of in your of your generation that so many are impacted by mental health issues. I that think they would not be eligible to be drafted. Part of that was also probably COVID, like the mental like COVID. Like yeah, made the mental or health also worse. I think it might be generational. Like parents may have had mental health issues but weren't diagnosed by it, like diagnosed for it, and then now their kids are having that, but they are being diagnosed. That's just something I'm like pulling out of my butt i don't know if that's you know accurate but just just because it's become less of a taboo topic i think it's easier to get help for it like because obviously there's different severities of mental health and normally i think you know previously it was only in like really severe cases where people got help but i think more it's, it's now it's a more common thing to get help even if it's not like as severe as it may have been before. Yeah. So I think that probably also impacts that. I'm not sure other than talking about it and sending our moral support over to Ukraine. I'm not sure what else we can do. I'll I'll find some relief organizations I can put in the show notes. People are thinking or looking for ways to help. There's lots of uh, fundraisers going on right yeah, now. Yeah, get money and resources over to people in Ukraine. Obviously, we send them our best. Was what they're going through. It's I can't imagine. It's unfathomable to me in 2022 that we are talking about one European country invading another European country. War to me makes no sense in general. Anyway, I don't understand why people fight over land and places. And it just to, to me, it's just stupid. I never because it's a power it. thing. I know, and Putin's everyone nuts, wants power. And I know, I know, and but it just to me, it doesn't. I don't want power. I don't want power either, but I'm, when you're a president of somewhere, you want power. I'm happy with the little fiefdom of control I have here. Like I, 
yeah. I don't even have power in my I don't even have power in my own home. So No comment. <laughs> yeah, see? I don't even have power in my own home. How am I supposed to have power like out whatever? But we'll we'll put we'll put some resources or some information in the show notes for people that are looking for ways to contribute. Obviously, we send our thoughts and prayers over to the people in Ukraine. They continue to hold strong and who knows, we're recording this on Sunday, and by the time this drops on Tuesday, the country may have fallen. And and uh, I certainly hope they continue to hold strong um, against the Russian army, and and they stick it up Putin's butt. That's what I hope. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope you never have to – I hope we, but particularly you, never have to, like, experience the horrors of war that these people are – it's just – it's just – I just can't imagine families being separated, the, the men have to stay behind, children leaving their dads behind as they get on a train to go to a foreign country, not knowing if they're ever going to see their dad again, and people who've never shot a gun before being trained how to fire a gun to defend their country. To me, it's just unfathomable, and it's all really just for nothing other than the whims of a lunatic that's in charge of Russia. So so with that, unless you have anything to add, I'm going to close it out for the week. Anything you want to say? I think you covered it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Nora, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Nora Marie Music. Anywhere you can think of on social media. You can find me at John Hyman. You can find us at com. You can email us, noraanddadshow at gmail.com, for comments, questions, suggestions for a future episode. And otherwise, we will... See everyone next week. Cheers. Love you, Nora. Love you too.